0: Joining us online tonight, I want to welcome you as well as you consider being here in the sanctuary with us. Experience what Father God is doing in the Wellness Family Baptist Church. Pray with us for Israel. Pray with us for our Operation Christmas Child Outreach. Pray with us for our Thanksgiving dinner outreach. Pray with us. That God will continue to bless us and keep us safe. That God will continue to heal those in our church that aren't feeling well. Pray with us. Come, be right here experience with God is who's that you ever felt like that you? you ever felt like someone said that about you who's that who's that first Bible chapter 9 I know, about shall we begin let's you ever felt you ever unknown after seeing that way tonight after online you're like I just feel unknown I go to this church this, you know uh, have a, after the smaller church who I got here and they came several times now through the three years, almost four years that I've been here. Um, They've come and they said, it's so big there, uh, Joshua, I feel like no one knows you. I you was know, like, trust me, they know you, and trust me if you they know you're God. I want to introduce you to someone in the Bible that you probably don't know. Now, there are exceptions. Some of you may know this person. Some of you may know him well who you know, was speaking the majority of us don't. In fact, I'll give you a hint. His name is Matthew. It. Some of you might say, hey, I know about Matthew. It's the uh, placement for Judas. you would be wrong. you would be wrong. You ever felt unknown? You felt like you that next time. What's his name? Is it Maybe you've probably read it over a hundred times if you're a Bible reader some of those names and those lists of genealogy and the three and that kind of us and I've been guilty of this myself most of us will skip right over him because we think You've been providing. You've been shipped over. Maybe you a little bit overlooked. You're working hard and all kinds of places. Like our focus is in one area now. Yet Sunday school goes on. Yet Sunday night services, Wednesday night services, the Sunday morning services are going on. And, is, and I call it is not called the ministry. The ministry can't. That's those who love. Those who love on our church members who are not here. Our church members who can't be here. Those who are at work. And are deployed and they continue to minister to them and sometimes they feel a little support. And then recognize the Nobody takes me. I feel a little over Still a little overlooked. Maybe a little, little by I'm talking to you tonight. Perhaps that's why you're not in church tonight and you say, well, I used to go and I did and I did and I did and I did and I'm oh, Because no one ever Our little known guy tonight. 1st Chronicles chapter 9, verses 28 32. 28 32. God tells us. Now, some of them were in charge of the serving vessel, and they brought them in and sent them out by count. Let me tell you, those guys right there are the real workers of the church. say amen. They don't even have their names. Some of them were appointed over the pharmacies and over all the over the fine flour and the wine and the oil head of the <laughs> He was in charge of food. And that's proof fruit. It's bad, to <laughs> But some of their brethren, look me, some of the brethren, some the court heights, and the child's the children, but as they a little bit, do He filled a little bit, a little bit, he filled a little bit So I can't. what I'm doing is a trusted office. It's a hard job. It's a thankless job. It's something where I don't get recognized. But if I don't do it, then the services can't happen. Is that the side Let's look at this. I'll side. you see him? Do you see him there in the scripture? Oh, yeah. she did. he's the baker. I see him, the Levite, who's 31, the firstborn of Salem, the Chorite, had a trusted office over the things he was the chief baker. He was the kitchen desk. He was, 2023, the church host. Somebody say No? I he was the host of the host. <laughs> yeah, do you know that person? Perhaps I'm talking to you. It doesn't matter if you're a, over the kitchen. It doesn't matter if you're over the welcoming committee. It doesn't matter if you're one of those that notices when somebody's missing and you send that much-needed text, that much-needed phone call, that much-needed "We missed you? you Bit, the oh they might know your name oh they might give you a little shout out every now and then thank you good hard work they actually a little bit like yeah, right. yeah. seems like nobody really notices until I'm not there to do the cooking then they all know so it's like, yeah. what about the next stuff it may not sound important to us because Important to us in church life is worship, preaching, and God has chosen the foolishness of the priest. So that's what I'm talking This may not sound important as we look at him you know, being the chief maker of right? I will tell you he is a trusted office. A trusted office. And we can speculate on the trust of women, and I can tell you right now, being somebody who is working in that. He trusted to provide food for priests, high priests. Trusted to provide food for kings in business, kings of Israel. He's a trusted individual. Because if anybody got close to him, he'd get food. So we can talk about his office and what he did to what he was towards to say. Can the next time. We could spend the whole evening. We could run out of time. have twenty minutes left. We can look all night at what he did. We can look. At what the fire did or didn't do, we can mention the importance of unleavened bread, the show of bread, and how important it was to have that on the altar every day. Every day. We can look at certain meals, feasts that would have been at the temple. He would have been it's definitely. Quit going to church because no one ever says thank you. No one ever says, Well done. A bit like Just to That's not what we need to see though, it's how hard it work. That's not what we need to see, it's how important talk. <laughs> what we need to see tonight What do we need to see there in the Scriptures? Why then, out of nowhere, did He have Oh, Here's the Here He is. This is what He did. Just a little recognition. God has Let's see if we can build on it. Here's what we need to see. Here's what we need to learn from it. Let us just see a second. And this is the point we all need to put out right here. We already hit on it just a second ago. We need to remember, because nothing in the Bible is important. Not a word. Everything there is important. And here's what we need to see. Look at me in 2 Timothy 3, 15-17. The Bible tells us all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The man of God may be complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. There's a time with the other day. A few of them asked me a couple of questions, and I got to speak to them a little bit personally. And what I told them was, hey, if you're eating nothing but milk, don't expect to get a cream every single month. I didn't get that great. It's good, well. So. That's your first dad with Dallas many years ago. In other words, what he said is you take your milk and you turn it. And you turn it. here's what we need to see. 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is by inspiration of God. That includes then, Gabriel, Right there in the Bible, with his trusted office. He's there for a reason. What is he there for? He's there to look at his office and say, his office must has been so important. He can't decide. Churches are not built on kitchens. Somebody say amen. Churches are now. We love churches and they help out. Don't give me law. But deep down inside, that's not what builds them. That's not what keeps them. That's not what holds them. So what are we looking at this evening here? What do we need to see? Well, we need to see, number one, that all Scripture is given by God. Let's be looking the next slide. So, God has not see His name mentioned for a reason, especially if we believe what the Bible says that all Scripture is given by God. If we believe that and keep there, for a reason. And it's a bigger reason than he was that she thinks. There's got to be something there. I see something big enough. That's I want to point out, though, that some people may not know that you even exist. And I'm talking to you. You may feel like you're a thankless job. You may feel like you're doing a hard job. You may feel like nobody ever gives me a break. Nobody ever tells me. You. you know who does the hardest job in the church? <laughs> the town man. You know, there's the hardest job in the church, and they it's the preacher. It. The nursery job. Those you know, people work hard. The janitors do. The people who stay behind and clean up. They do the hardest job. Be yeah, a testimony of that. Make a mark job. And she goes straight to Jesus. She says, Make my sister help me. Some people may not know that she exists. I want you to know. If you read 1st, Chronicles chapter 9, to see I think that we could take a lesson from that. You may feel like nobody notices you. You may feel like nobody's looking at you. You may feel like nobody's thanking you. You may feel like nobody appreciates you. But I want you to know that God does. Somebody say amen. I want you to know that God sees what you're doing. I want you to know that God knows your labor. And God knows your work. And God is still with you. And I believe And he is directing you. In fact, my Bible tells me that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Ordered by him, little Matthew. Ordered by God. Let me tell you something. God used that baker to make unleavened bread. God used that baker to make those fine meals they bring in. This is my portion from the wave offering. This is my portion from the guilt offering. This is my portion from the sin offering. This is my portion from the peace offering. Yes. guess who? Let's look at the next slide. Now, there are no unimportant people in the Bible. If your name's in the Bible, you must be an important person. You must be an important person. When I was growing up, before I was a Christian, I used to love to watch television. It comes out of my preaching on occasion. But I want you to know that my favorite TV show of all time was The Golden Girls. I loved it. I used to watch it till we'd fall asleep. My boys would calm down at the Golden Girls theme song. would come on TV, they'd be crying. We'd put on The Golden Girls, they'd calm down. So I watched the TV. And I had learned some things about television and how hypnotic It My brain was to However, it was a small episode where. Remember the the one who had the hardest mouth. Her name was Sophia. She played the there. Sophia decided that she was going to go see the Pope. And she did, and she kissed the Pope's hand and she slipped off her finger and wings. Of course she took it home. She was like, you know, look what I got from the Pope. And they're like, you gotta return that. She's like, Well, this is my chance to get in the Bible. This could be my chance to be written in the Bible. My point is, there's nobody in the Bible to important the Bible that we can't learn something from. Now, we can definitely learn from that and say, oh, we must be good cooks. We must be hard work. We must be trusted. And those are all fine, good characteristics. But there's something else I think we need to learn from there. And that something else is and it doesn't matter how small your job is that anybody else might think it might be. It's big when you do it for God. Amen? It's big when your heart's in it for God. And it's big when you put 100% in it for God. I know you've heard the old songs. I know you've heard those old songs. Dreams, I went to heaven, and you were there with me. And I asked how to begin. And you said, well, one day you were my Sunday school teacher. And you said a prayer, and I said it with you. That's so why I'm here today. You see, there's no unimportant people in the Scriptures, and there's no unimportant people in Value. Every one of us have a job. Every one of us have a position. Every one of us has a mission to do. And so let's take a look again. If there's no unimportant people in the Bible, let's take a look again. There's also no unimportant people in the body of Christ. There's no unimportant people in the church. There's no unimportant people in the work of God's kingdom. Let's see how we fit in there. Let's look at that next slide. As a body, look at me in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, because sometimes we forget that the church is part of any body. We're the body of Christ. And sometimes we think we get to tell Christ what he should do. Here's what the Bible tells us. Whereas the body is one, has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. then, if you read a little bit further, you're going to find out that Christ is the head. Christ is the head. And when we cut Christ off, we walk around as the head. Headless bodies have no direction, they have no purpose, they have no reason, they don't even know where they're going. Headless bodies are connect- not connected to the brain. They're not connected to the sending signals until their body So as a body, you're important. You're important. Let me ask you a question. What do you think is the least important part of your body? Sure, your body is a example. Let's look at that next slide. What do you think is, is your most important part of your body? I chose a person here. I chose a male because the church is the body of I chose a man there for that reason. Notice that I did not show his head because Christ is the head. So I wanted to make sure we had hands and feet there. I also wanted to bless us by putting shoes on the feet. What kind of shoes on they? Like sneakers, baby. Here we go. What do you think is the most unimportant part? Oh dead bodies. what people will say. Well, the hair. I know a lot of guys that would fight their hair. <laughs> I know people who get upset when their hair I know people who get upset when their hair is not combed right. I know ladies who throw a fit when the wind blows their hair. <laughs> Amen are oh me. Is the hair important? Of course. No, let's look at major body parts. How we look at it like this. You look at major body parts before you think it's Some people will say, well, uh, maybe it's my, my big toe. Try running without your big toe. Let's see what happens. What if it's my thumb, Patrick? Try holding something without your thumb. What if it's my two inner fingers? I could do a permanent UT sign. But so try holding things. Think about it. What's the most least important part of the body? And sometimes we think, well, I'm just not noticed. There are lots of things on that body that we don't notice. It's covered up by pants. Somebody say thank God. It's covered up by shirt." Somebody say thank God. It's covered up by shoes. Somebody say thank God. It's covered up by socks. It's covered up by undergarments because we're not supposed to see them, but that doesn't make them any less important. Think about it. Wonderful creation. Scientists out there who gave a wonderful compelling statement as he argued with an atheist who said that our tailbone is proof of evolution. He said, well, I'll pay you one million dollars if you'll have your tailbone removed. Of course, the atheist said, well, after a study, I realized the tailbone is no longer part of evolution. It's very important. Of course, it's important. Try sit down without the tailbone. Try anything of that nature. What do you think is the most unimportant part of your body? What part could you not live with? What part you don't want to live with? You know something? The body of Christ is not quite complete. We're missing elbows. We're missing fingers. We're missing toenails and fingernails, eyelashes, and hair. We're missing those things. That's what you tonight. You feel a little left out. You feel a little thankless. Don't feel thankless. Don't feel like you're left out. Feel like you have a purpose because you most certainly do. So take a look at the next. What about the church? I don't have enough time to stay on the body, though we could do that all night long. Let's take a look at the church. You have a purpose in the church. It's in the body of the church. And remember, the church is the body of Christ. But let's look at the church as an organization. 1 Timothy 3.15 tells us, But if I am delayed, I write so you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. So you have a job in the church. And you might feel overlooked. You might feel... That you are thankless. You might feel like people are ungrateful to you. And you know something? You've got a job, and your job is important in the church. But you need to realize it's not about how we thank you. It's about what God says. God sent the little Messiah. Put him in the Bible. Imagine what he does what He does with your faithfulness. Imagine what He does with your prayers. Imagine what He does with your willingness. Imagine what He does with your love. Let me tell you something. There is no greater love than He which, who lays down His life for His friends. Somebody say amen. Look again with me in 1 Timothy 3.15. that Paul writes to you in Timothy, if I'm delayed, I write this because so you know how to act, how to behave, how to conduct yourself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar of faith. How do we do that? What, important, what do you think is the least important part of the church? Let's just take a look at Paul's description right here in verse 15. Pillars and ground of truth. Pillars hold things up, and grounds keep things from falling down. Somebody see think It's grounded. That's your foundation. So we have two, just two small jobs listed in one verse right there. What do you think is kind of important in the house of God? What about the pillars? Well, I can make it without the pillars. You know what happens when the pillars are gone? The roof really does cave in. Some of you might be saying, oh, pastor, I won't walk into a church. You might be online saying, I won't go to a church. The roof will cave in on me. You know something? If you're not here, the church may cave in. You're a pillar get yourself right with God and get yourself back in the house of God. And get yourself back in fellowship with God's people. Yes, there are times people are less than grateful to you. Yes, there are people who overlook you. Yes, there are people who think they're superior in you. But you don't need to worry about them. You need to realize God has not overlooked you and God is not willing to forget what you find. The book of Hebrews. We read in chapter 10. God Give us thanks for that. God is not overlooking the work we've done. Remember, chapter 6? He says, Hey, God doesn't overlook your faithful work and your service to the saints. What do you think is the least important part of the church? We're not the ground? If the pillars are so important, what about the ground? Will Christ set up a pillar without ground? That's right. It's impossible. Some of us are in have backbones, some of us have no shoulders, some of us have that strength. Maybe you need a little encouragement tonight. Maybe it's you. And you're saying, I work, I work, I sweat, I sweat. I'm working, I'm working. I give, I give, I give. And nobody mentions, nobody says, nobody thinks. It's not about us. It's about God. You already read 1 Chronicles chapter 9. God knows. God sees. God knows who you are. God knows who, God knows, who, God, knows who God knows how many hairs are on your God knows what color your eyes are. God knows what color your earrings are today. God knows why you put the earrings on. God knows you have escape to the tension. Maybe you need a little encouragement this evening. You say, man, I've worked and worked and worked, and I didn't get the thank you letter from Pastor this evening. I didn't get that card that says, that I can't read in this fire to dribbling junk. I didn't get that. Jesus, he sees not in such a situation. You know, the Bible comes up. You'll offer a couple of more than five. You know, you're not. I'm here in a thankless, not glorious, not noticed, hardworking, labor. The people that come up to him say, I just went and say, What you putting in that food, buddy? They trusted him. Don't trust him no They pulled up, he was at the temple already. They knew what he was doing. There was no what are you doing here? You just need a little word tonight. That's really what you need. I want you to say, I see a thin man who wants to an to feeling like an ocean going through. I will give you a word from God. Because if God speaks on my heart, if God is directing me to give you message to of then you need to speak. Remember, God doesn't use words lightly. He doesn't use them lightly at all. When He speaks, God says, Let there be light there. He is like, when God told Lot's wife, you know, a lot of people do that all the time. Why are you so hard on Lot's wife? Remember, Jesus said that to about Lot's wife? People ask that question, Why was God so hard? Turned into a pillar of salt. In Texas, we call her a coward. Somebody say, yes. Why'd you do that? Because she did not see to do Think about it. That's how important he was. the word. Remember, sometimes, God I didn't need to give us few words, one little word. I started this morning's devotion in the office. I gave the word. I don't do this a lot. because I said, you're going to talk to me. you in the morning. I said, let's begin our devotion. I need to use it. First one, two days. I don't know, two You know? This morning, I gave her... no distinction between words and things. That's, that's the word. word. and things. Word and things. And God says, that's every life. And God says, life. And God speaks, God gives word. word. God is literally creating the word. Always made. Always negative. However, the picture is God says and He the words In fact, you probably heard the words a couple of times growing we up as a kid. Did you ever watch those magicians come by? And they'll say, a magic words. And, it and, it it and it's a man phrase. It means, It means, with my words, I create. Ta da! Devotion was, be careful with the words you say. Sometimes they create less for us. Like Sometimes they touch. hurt. He who ever said, Fix stones may break my bones, the words will never hurt me, as it's communicated to me. I want to give you a word from the Lord. Look at me in Isaiah Just a little word from God. But now, just say the Lord created you. Oh, Yahoo. Oh, Gentry, and I love how God is with it you? you. It's your gift and your gift. And He's reminding you. You fall, you slip, you lift up, you pull away from you, you're angry, you don't understand, you're a you're not looking in the reason, you're not looking at reality, instead you created your own reality and you're following your own. What? Now let's say it's the Lord who created you. O Israel, oh, fear not, I have redeemed you, I have called you by your name, you are. Mine. Do you catch that word from God? You're mine. And you might be saying, I need to hear something from God. Hear this tonight. You are his. Look at me in verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall a flame scorch you. For I am the Lord. Help me out here. The Lord, what? Your God. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I'll be with you forever. I am your God. have with you? The Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt to your master. Ethiopia and Siba in your place. One more scripture, quickly now. Next slide. Isaiah 48, 16 and 17. Come near to me. Hear this. I have spoken in secret from the beginning. For the time that it was, I was there. And now the Lord God and the Spirit have sent me. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your Redeemer you by the way that you should not. i that to you tonight. I said, Pastor, I feel pretty thankless. I feel pretty pretty unappreciated sometimes. You know what? Listen to what God says. I'm the Lord in your God. Listen to what He did to Messiah. He put Him in the Bible. He's trusted. He's loved. Yeah, he had those jobs that nobody really wanted I you this evening. We're not going to have any with for us. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. I'm with you. God does it. We're going to close in a word of prayer, and I hope you pray. We'll just encourage you. Pastor said, "Pastor, haven't encouraged me." Uh, <laughs> well, then I will continue to you. It? Let's close in that word of prayer, and I'll see you guys Sunday morning. You want to get ready? to your lost friends. Let's pray together, Father God, come in Jesus name. Lord, I just pray right now that you take charge. Say your word, Lord, grow in our hearts. Let it feed us. Let it nourish us. Let it edify us. could be anyone here tonight, Lord, in continue your life You're working and working and nobody cares. Nobody notices. Nobody says thank you. In fact, I can just go back over what I've done with footprints and criticism and we the Lord. God, let them know. With let them know, Lord, you direct them. Let them know, Father God, they're important in your body. Let them know they're important in your church. Let them know, Lord God, you are there. God bless them you touch them with your spirit, Lord. And I pray right now, as you depart this house, you keep a stake and you bring a stake back to me to worship you. And I ask, Father God, you bring many hearts to pray, Lord, tonight for Israel and for the Shabbat. God bless you all. If you're interested in praying with me, come join me up here in the front.